Everybody, here we are, another week, another podcast. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom, Shalom Aleichem. Mayahudim, Mishpoche. I hope you had a great week. My Goyim, have a great weekend. I hope you had a great week. Everybody, I love you. Let's get into part two of 48 Laws of Power. This is kicking it off with Law 10. Alrighty, let's see what we got here. Infection, avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. So, if you see someone as an infection, toxic, don't argue, don't invite them to meet your friends, don't let them into your life, run away, or you bear the costs of them being in your presence. <laughs> this sounds so harsh, but uh, yeah, and I was thinking, you guys probably want to hear my opinion a little bit, maybe, or at least my future kids and grandkids and great-grandkids will want to. Um, in that regard, yeah, don't, like to- don't let toxicity in. I don't agree with the saying that you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. I disagree with that, actually. I think you are the average of the information you consume. Excuse me, choking on a granola bar. Yeah, that that just, I guess, makes sense. Don't let toxic people in. Simple. And again, going along the lines of the 48 Laws of Power, you will lose power, I guess, when you let people who are toxic and below your level uh, take over. Law 11. This, this, I don't, I don't feel good about this book, people. Learn to keep people dependent on you. Wow, that's a great message. So when you make others dependent on you, you have more freedom. That sounds about right. But what about their feelings? Anyways, the, the summary goes on to say, not to teach them the information you know, or they could then take your position or, or do, or leave you or whatever. And this sounds exactly like corporate America. Uh, how the tax codes are written a certain way to increase the economy, but they don't teach that to us in school. Why would that be part of the curriculum? Because if everyone knew how to manipulate the tax code, no one would go into anything but the things that boost the economy, and then we'd have a bad economy. So, like, for the big commercial businesses and huge investors to crush it, they need people to schlep and schwitz on the ground with the boots on. Get what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, we need the tradespeople, and it makes you think. It's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Like You wonder if there's any money involved, or you wonder who's talking to who at the Board of Education to say, you could decide to teach kids how to become rich one day, but no, no, no. Teach them, teach them how to do the simple things and be a factory worker and follow instructions because then they'll be a good employee so that the people that do know and teach their kids how to run a business can hire all these zombies who know how to follow instructions. That makes sense. Like, I wonder if that's a conversation that happens at the school board. Law 12, use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. <laughs> when you're generous to people, and this is, I'm paraphrasing, when you're generous, apparently you can disarm them. They don't have weapons against you. Once you are honest and genuine with people, or what does it say? Generous. Generous and honest. People turn into or resort back to their inner child. They turn into children who are just... Uh, mesmerized by the the kindness of an, a figure another figure very the very manipulative but because um, that's so sad that like to be generous just to bring someone's guard down so that you can take advantage of them to then utilize the other laws that entail taking advantage of people like it's not a good reason to be generous you should do it out of altruism pretty much or not i don't believe in altruism but you should do generosity that that is horrible English. I'm so sorry. You should perform generous things or demonstrate generosity 
for the sake of feeling good because it feels good to be nice to people. Law 13, when asking for help, appeal to the self-interest of others, never to their mercy or gratitude. Honestly, though, this is like business 101 is find people's self-interest, provide value, they'll pay you. Once you found a benefit for your ally or enemy that you can utilize and manipulate, exaggerate that benefit. Really exaggerate, and then you'll have them buying in, and you'll have power over them. This sounds like a very manipulative book. I can see why he had to justify it and t tell people, use this to see when you're being manipulated. Don't use it on other people. It's, but, wow. Like, there are going to be some evil people that read this. Do you know they banned this in prisons? And I can see why. They didn't want inmates learning how to do all this to guards and other stuff. Oi, this is horrible. Law 14. Pose as a friend, work as a spy. This is awful. So you pretend to be someone's friend. You get them comfortable. You ask questions that exposes weaknesses, vulnerabilities, and things you can pry into. Once you've got their intentions and other things, you, you are better at predicting their next move. And when you can predict their next move, you have power over them. You can... Again, manipulate. <laughs> this is, sounds horrible. Law 15. Crush your enemy totally. <laughs> so he's saying it's one thing to just crush your enemy. But he says to totally eliminate them. Not don't, don't kill anyone. But to totally eliminate them gives you peace of mind. So give them nothing to negotiate with. Strip Once you've utilized other laws, you can strip them of everything. And they will be forced to comply with you and be forced to potentially follow you. Law 16, use absence to increase respect and honor. This, this actually makes sense. The scarcity mindset is a real thing. If you're not around, people are... But it can backfire too. Then you can be forgotten about, no attention. So this contradicts the attention law. Uh, but yeah, no, no, definitely not giving someone a ton of attention can sometimes have that scarce mindset for people and they want to they wanna see you. They want, they want more from you. There's an old saying, familiarity breeds contempt for people wondering contentment is when you feel something starting to get worthless you kind of despise it as a little despicable for example i am contempt with my toy it's getting old you don't like it anymore so familiarity breeds contempt is what one english poet said when you when you dissociate yourself when you retract out of something and leave a group briefly People will talk about you. And when they talk about you behind your back and go, oh, I wonder where you're always doing this. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's up. It can cause admiration. But again, it could also lead to just someone forgetting who you even are. And that, that contradicts one of the other laws. Law 17 is keep others in suspended terror. Cultivate an air of unpredictability. This sounds like a way just to traumatize someone. Like, that, like kids that grow up in households where there is unexpected things going on that unpredictable and terror is how people become very empathetic and just don't have any opinions of their own and are cautious all the time and untrustworthy like this is not healthy so robert green says that too much unpredictability is bad right it looks like an indecisive person this is not what a leader or someone in power has patterns are really powerful though he says by disrupting patterns that's the unpredictable nature by disrupting those patterns that's how people you know, see you as powerful because you now have control over them. It's a control thing. They have to watch what you're doing because they don't know what your next move will be. That is, that is manipulation. That is having control over someone. Law 18 is do not build a fortress to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. 
So you can tell that this has some historical story because it was saying, like, don't isolate yourself from your enemies and other people because you'll miss out on information. We are social creatures. We have to mingle. And you will, again, like going back to other laws, you will get information from other people by being their friends, by interacting. Just, again, show yourself as someone who's genuine. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but the other laws would say, Show yourself as someone who is open, kind, genuine, laughable. Like, you know, not laughable, but like, you know what I I mean? Funny. And people will trust you. And you can find information and work your way up, I guess, this manipulation ladder. Fuck. Law 19. This is getting, this is draining me. Know who you're dealing with. Don't offend the wrong person. Yeah, he says being able to... Being able to measure people and just know if they're the person you don't want to mess with is important for gaining power. <laughs> but like, yeah, how, how can you tell who's the wrong person to mess with? Even then, a person, they're, they're getting a little, they're clinging on to beliefs and identities too much if they have to start, you know, doing some of this stuff. Like, because we know that we can't impress everybody. And so you're going to bump into the wrong, quote unquote, wrong person at some point. And it's at that point you have to go deep and just say, listen, I've been taught to be scared that they're going to ruin my life. And you say, that's just a belief that's been constructed. And my awareness of that belief is what brings me peace. I have no control over everything else. And you accept your fate. And that's a peaceful life. At the very end there, there was actually a good tip, which is before you jump into a venture with someone or really like, you know, become buddy-buddy with someone, study their behavior, study them, have a conversation or two. And get to know them before you jump in. Uh, you know, that, that is valid. Don't commit to anyone. That's law 20. <laughs> this kind of ties into the mystery aspect. But also, he's saying, keep out of small fights. Keep out of small troubles and other little inside jokes and stuff. Because again, uh, one sec. Yeah, so you appear untouchable. When you're, when you're not buddy-buddy with everybody, people are like, oh, they... I want to be friends with them. They're pretty untouchable. It's like this scarcity thing we were talking about earlier. And so many people have. It's like if you can use reputation and other things and start a little scruffle and be the uh, viewer, just be the person watching it happen, and people come to you and you still seem mysterious because you're that chill person just in the shadow, just like watching, never ever in the drama, you'll, have, you'll be more powerful. Play a sucker to catch a sucker. So appear dumber than your mark. We've seen this actually all the time in movies. It'll be like, it'll be like, hey, uh, what's a good example? You see this? It's like, so, so, what time, what time's the party Saturday, for example? And they're like, oh, six o'clock. And, and it's like, oh, I didn't know there was even a party. And then like, oh, I hate you. Like, you just manipulated me to tell you there was a party by by assuming that we both knew there was a party that's that's what this is you you play the sucker and you catch the sucker you you play the suckers and you're pretending to go to the party so you can catch the party host because if you had said hey i know there's a party on the saturday they're gonna start to deny and just say no no, no there isn't you're crazy you know what i mean so if you pretend like you're just you're in on it yeah that's that's a manipulation tactic you're welcome this book sucks when someone feels more intelligent than another person, they don't suspect that other person to have any ul- ul- uh, ulterior motives. And that is very true, actually. The, Robert Greene's right with that one. So, folks, yeah, I guess just be careful what people are plotting behind the scenes if you think you're smarter than them, because you're not. <laughs> At least not in every facet. 
Law 22. Use the surrender tactic. Transform weakness into power. So Robert Greene says that when you surrender, you take away their joy of destroying you. This gives you some power in the situation. You've got the control. And then um, you can also plot while they don't know what to do. You plot how you can take them down now that you've got some time to breathe and they're they're weaker this this is horrible like oh i don't if a person really really studied these and like really went about their life this way i don't think they'd end up on top i honestly don't unless i guess this book has a point that like you gotta fake a lot of stuff if they fake a lot of this genuine nature if they fake the friendships and the, i guess then you could do it honestly but you but at some point if you're faking that genuine uh gen genuine nature long enough you will become a genuine person like fake it till you make it's a real thing you know what i mean law 23 concentrate your forces this one was a little schmageggy he was saying just instead of finding the waterfall find a spring a constant spring and then and then yeah just i guess like always have that little bit of power from that spring and instead of jumping back and forth the little powerful situations here and there that was a really bad one law 24 is play the perfect court uh courtier so to be a great courtier which is someone that again um plays somebody or kind of like because think courting for getting married you're courting someone you're like hanging out with them getting to know them before you get married so to be the perfect courtier in, in a sense of gaining power over others he says that you have to be a little nonchalant you have to also be careful with your flattery pick and choose when so the stock of your flattery is high you know, ad adapt your style and language according to the person you're talking to. That's important. Know who you're talking to. In my life, yeah, now you guys are going to think I'm some manipulative uh, putz. But in my life, I mirror. And that's more of a coping mechanism, a bit of survival tactic from my household growing up. Is I, just, I mirror. And when, when, when I bump into someone full of energy, I get full of energy. When I'm with someone that isn't full of energy, I'm more chill. When I'm with kids, I act more like a kid. When I get with old people, I get all old and philosophical and... I'm telling you, like, I do adapt to my audience. When I'm talking to my kids, I use the young slang. When I'm around my mishpoche, my yehudim, I turn into absolute machmir rabbi yid. Like, I like to, I do, I, I mirror people. He also says, don't bear bad news. Like, that to, to court someone, to make someone feel comfortable and be their friend, you can't be the, the guy with all the bad news. You want to be happy around you. So don't criticize superiors. You know, master emotions. Don't get too emotional. And then, be their source of pleasure. Boom. That's how you're going to manipulate someone and trusting you. And you can follow all the other laws to just fuck their life over. This, is, this book is insane. And on that note, I am going to wrap this puppy up. This is really fun. Uh, also kind of disturbing. And take those laws as you'd like. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts and review. See you later. Shalom Aleichem.